0: This is Optimal Work Daily, episode 1093. What's the quickest way to irk a coworker? By Eileen Habelow with digtofly.com. And hey there, I am Dan. Welcome back to Optimal Work Daily where I'm your narrator and I read to you every single day from these great blogs that we find on work and entrepreneurship and all sorts of related topics. So with that, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. What's the quickest way to irk a coworker? By Eileen Habelow with digtofly.com. Nothing can disrupt a productive day at the office like inconsiderate colleagues. It seems no matter how hard we try, they always find ways, mostly unintentional, to disrupt your workday mojo. While there are extreme cases of workplace irritation, backstabbing, taking credit for others' work, etc., it's the little irritating habits of coworkers that seem to regularly get under our skin. According to a recent Randstad WorkWatch survey on workplace pet peeves, 43% of people are most annoyed with their co-workers' poor time management skills. In this current economic climate, we've all taken on more responsibility and have been asked to do more with fewer resources. So it's easy to understand why we would expect our colleagues to work efficiently, maximizing the time spent in the office each day. The last thing anyone wants is to watch or deal with a neighbor in the next cubicle wasting valuable time on menial activities, or struggling to complete assignments due to wasted or mismanaged time. So what irks us the most about others' poor time management skills? The survey found that 22% of respondents listed excessive breaks, including long lunches, smoke breaks, and online surfing as their chief aggravation. Who hasn't worked through lunch, or worked late, to meet a deadline only to be put in a holding pattern because the person who's responsible for that one final piece of the puzzle is on a long coffee break. Abuse of breaks may be the biggest peeve regarding time management, but it's certainly not the only one. Other frustrations expressed by workers include abuse of sick days, meetings lacking structure and or agendas, people who text, people who miss deadlines, and meetings that run into personal time or start late or run over. No matter the level of annoyance, Each of these workplace distractions can ultimately impact a company's bottom line in addition to personal productivity. What else bothers us at work? Gossip, the ever-present office activity, ranked as the second most popular workplace pet peeve, followed by messiness in communal spaces. Interestingly, when Randstad conducted its original pet peeves survey back in 2007, gossip topped the list. Are we becoming numb to office chit-chat? Or are the economic occurrences of the past two years impacting what annoys us? It's something to think about. Regarding messiness, leaving dirty dishes in the sink, failing to restock supplies, or leaving conference rooms unkempt may seem like no big deal to some. But remember that a clean, organized office can go a long way toward creating a pleasant place to work. Not to mention creating a good first impression to clients who may be visiting your office. Surprisingly, what doesn't seem to bother us during work hours is the amount of time spent on social media sites. Perhaps it's because social media is such an integral part of our culture that we don't see it as a problem. Or we work for companies that have adopted social media policies that forbid use during work hours. Whatever the case, only 12% of survey respondents indicated it as their biggest workplace pet peeve. Some may see value in jumping on Facebook or Twitter throughout the day as a way to de-stress or refocus, such as when you've hit a mental block. Others may frequent social media sites as a way to become better-rounded in their jobs. Whatever the reason, it's best to know your company's social media policy before spending too much time on any site. Deal with pet peeves, but do it with respect. What is the best way to overcome these daily irritants while retaining your sanity and your positive outlook, not to mention rapport with your colleagues? There seem to be as many options as peeves themselves. In most instances, according to the WorkWatch survey, workers typically deal with their peeve by saying something directly to the person involved. 29% felt that was the best course of action. And the next best solution for dealing with or responding to a pet peeve? Vent to coworkers. Roughly 20% of workers take this course of action. More than a quarter of respondents just ignore the situation completely. Depending on your personality, ignoring the situation could teach you patience, But if ignoring the problem is causing you to be increasingly unhappy, resolving the problem may be your best course of action. What don't seem to be popular methods of diffusing a situation are emailing the culprit directly, saying something to a supervisor, or leaving an anonymous note. However you decide to address the problem, approach the matter in a respectful tone. If the offender is a genuinely open person who can handle a frank discussion about what is bothering you, approach them in a friendly manner. If you are uncertain how a colleague may react to your feedback, one way to address it may be to put yourself in their shoes. How would you most favorably receive the news that your daily habits are making others unhappy? More often than not, we tend to be unaware of the little things we do and would be genuinely sorry for annoying others if only someone would tell us. It's a reality of the working world that we now live in. Spending so much time with others is bound to expose what some may view as habits and others as pet peeves. How you choose to deal or not deal with the little things that drive you nuts can make the difference in that workplace mojo. You just listened to the post titled What's the Quickest Way to Irk a Coworker? by Eileen Habelow with DigToFly.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com startup. Terms and conditions apply. And a big thank you to Eileen for this great article. She's actually a guest writer at Dig to Fly which is owned and operated by Carl Stabe, who you've heard from many times before on the show. A little refresher about Carl, he helps entrepreneurs understand their struggles and turn them into stepping stones. And he knows a little something about that himself because in 2010, he was diagnosed with testicular cancer shortly before being laid off from his job. And while those were obviously very difficult situations, he now calls them blessings in disguise because since then, he's stopped doing work that doesn't fit with his passions. Instead, he now focuses on things he truly cares about. Carl's the author of the book Bring Gratitude and has a lot to offer on his site. So please do check out digtofly.com for a lot more. He's also got a podcast which you can find. It's called The Dig to Fly Podcast and you can get that wherever you get your audio. So that is gonna wrap up another episode of Optimal Work Daily. I so appreciate you being here with me each and every day and for hitting subscribe or follow in whatever app you're using. And I'll see you back here tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.